You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was sponsored by The Curious Lounge in Reading and Ticket Pass, the ethical ticketing company. Hi everybody, Tom Canning here. You're about to listen to my interview with Ross Herridge, uh, a young man who was involved uh, in grassroots football in Berkshire in the noughties, uh, played for teams like Wokingham and Embrook, Reading Town and Bracknell Town, uh, I think amongst a couple of others. Um, Ross came to my attention again very, very recently when uh, he was spotted on the bench, on the Australian bench at the One Day International Cricket World Cup final uh, for Australia. Uh, Find out exactly why in the interview here. Hi everybody, uh, we are here today with a very special guest all the way from Australia, um, albeit he's in Scotland at the moment, driving to the airport. Um, so apologies if the if the sound is a little up and down, but we'll do our best to, to get through this. We've worked hard to get this one on. Um, I'm with Ross Herridge. Hello, Ross. Hi, Tom. How are you? Very well, very well. Um, it's good good to have you on. Um, I'll just tell the tell the listeners the quick story about how what, what happened here and how how this came about. Um, it was was it September last year, if I remember rightly. Um, I was yeah sat- about then. <laughs> I would hope your memory of this was was stronger than mine, yeah. given given what it meant. Um, but uh, uh, so yes, this time last September, I was sat in a pub catching just purely by accident catching the end of the Australia uh, One Day International Cup final, um, which was where where was that? I can't even remember where it was now. I should have I should have checked this out. I've completely forgot. Yeah, no worries. It was in India, in uh, Ahmedabad, in India. Of course it was. Of course it was. Um, and on it, and there, and and Roger Herridge. No relation, although we might come to that in a minute. Um, yep. Message me, say, do you know who you recognise anybody on the bench there? Uh, Roger obviously didn't know I was watching the cricket, but um, it, it, yeah, I was like, no, it's Ross Herridge. Oh, I remember that name. Quick Google, yes, I did remember that name. So, hey, Ross, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, very well. Um, okay, so that's the story. Um, Ross, you, I, I, I first saw you, I've, saw, I've seen you play football uh, and I've seen you on the TV in a major international sporting final. That's, that's quite, a, it's quite a unique thing. Um, tell me a little bit about how you ended up in Australia first. Yeah, it was a bit of a random one, but um, uh, obviously we're still playing football um, back in Berkshire, but studying at the same time. Um, and then ended up moving up to Preston to study sports science. Um, wanted to get into working in the sort of sports science and sports industry. Um, you know, four years later, qualified, um, did a couple of years at Reading Football Club. Um, and then uh, someone I worked with at Reading Football Club got a job at Nottinghamshire County Cricket Club. Um, five years at Nottinghamshire County Cricket Club, sort of immersed into cricket um, as a strength and conditioning coach, sports scientist. Um, and then uh, the role came up at Cricket New South Wales, uh, in, which was based in Sydney. So um, myself and my, uh, my, my fiance, we, we saw that as a, a good lifestyle opportunity and a good uh, change of scenery. And we sort of obviously went for it and, and was successful with that. Um, so, yeah, moved from uh, Nottingham 
uh, to Sydney and then um, another five years later on to that, yeah, I'm currently working for the Australian national cricket team. So um, I've gone from, yeah, Reading to, to, to Sydney where I live now. Was it, was it hard kind of moving across? Because I, I presume you didn't, you didn't get into sports science to go to cricket. I presume the idea was football. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, it was um, the move across wasn't hard. Obviously, it's quite a you know, it's quite a nice place to live. I think yeah. um, football fo- football's always been my, my my main passion, my main sport. Obviously, played it um, and wanted to work in it. So I did a few years of football, which was an amazing experience. Really, I mean, I was at Reading Football Club in two thousand and uh, eleven, twelve, twelve, thirteen. So the year they went from the Championship to the Premier League. And then the Premier League back down to the Championship. So, in terms of an experience and um, exposure to the elite level, um, it was as good as you can get um, with someone sort of starting off in their career, if you like. Um, but then, yeah, cricket. The thing that uh, I really liked the idea of with cricket was um, the sort of length of time in pre-season. You get to make some sort of physical changes in terms of, you know, trying to get players fitter, faster, stronger. Um, You've got, you know, a lot because it's a summer sport, a lot of the time in the winter, there's just a lot of training time and not too much, which is slightly changed now, actually, but not too much uh, competition time. So you've got lots of time to sort of make physical adaptations and physical changes with the with the players. Um, whereas, you know, footballers, they have a pretty short off-season period where they need to rest. And then um, their pre-season period, once the games start, you're into that sort of rest recovery mode, you know, and it, you probably get less opportunity to... Um, to make those real adaptations and gains. So, yeah, it was uh, quite appealing to me at the time. It, um, obviously, you know, your and your your football career, do you, do you still play football in Australia? Yeah, I do. I play um, just Sunday league. Uh, I've got yeah. a manager who's very accommodating. They, they do take it quite seriously over there, the, the non-league sort of Sunday league stuff. And if you you don't train, you don't play sort of thing. Uh, but my, my manager's uh, he's English. He's very accommodating. It's uh, It's probably run more like a typical Sunday uh, English Sunday league team um, so the fact that obviously I'm away with work a lot and I can't play every week he's very flexible with that so yeah I still do play um, still still love it but obviously my opportunities to play is a, a little uh, you know few and far between them. <laughs> I, I, rem- I remember obviously I, was, I saw you play for, for Bracknell Town um, a fair bit but I yep. know you also played for Wokingham and Reading Town. Yep. Um, where did you start? Because that, that's a moment, that's a yeah. point of conjecture for us. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a good point. And uh, I, I probably had to, um, I thought about this and I'm, my memory is not amazing either because it was pre, it was pre-digital era. So um, I'd have to get the, the scrapbooks down. But uh, Ashridge <laughs> Park as a kid, actually. Uh, and then yeah. uh, and then Wokenham Town at the time. It was Wokenham Town before Wokenham and Embrook. Um, and sort of played my junior stuff mainly with them. And then... Um, uh, I was in the sort of the youth team at Bracknell Town. Um, yeah, I forget the years now, but Alan Taylor was head coach <laughs> at the time. But I was, yes, I was in the youth team and, and sort of plugging away, not really getting anywhere. I played a, f- a few first team games, a fair few games in the reserves, and then went to uh, Reading Town after that, where I probably played the uh, majority of my, my games for sort of teams around that area. It, um, obviously, that that Reading Town period was was an interesting one. The, the club were the club were doing reasonably well. Um, I've got I had a quote yeah. from from Mark Bartley, one of your one of your former former yeah, uh, yeah. teammates. He was it was very flattering of you. Um, he yeah. said you had a maturity beyond your years, which was which was very kind. Um, if I yeah. recall, you also had a haircut beyond your years as well. Um, but but, <laughs> but fortu- fortunately for you, I cannot find any of the photos. 
No, no. I, like I say, they're in. I've got them somewhere at home. Uh, some <laughs> scrapbooks full of, you know, from the from the paper, the Reading Post, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It's uh, yeah. We had a few good, like really fun years and good years at Reading Town. We had a few good seasons. We had a couple of years where we were right at the top of the yeah. Hellenic League, and um, there was there was teams in our. You know, I remember you play against teams and massive, you know, massive squad sizes, and you know, you know, you hear guys getting paid good money. And uh, we just had a couple of years where we were right up there, but we had a small squad and we kind of ran out of steam, didn't quite get anywhere. Um, and then we had a couple of years, yeah, where it was hard work. But um, you know, really enjoyed those years. <laughs> um, there, there was a, there's a particular quote when you when you left Reading Town uh, that that kind of sits with me. Um, it said, uh, "It says you haven't seen the last of me." Um, I, it wasn't that much. Uh, it, I mean, that that's fine. You know, you could, by all means, that's what you're supposed to say. But uh, it wasn't much longer after that that the club kind of disbanded and and and, be, and became no more so it was quite prophetic in the end I, I think well I would like to say I was misquoted I've been waiting for the opportunity to say that because I don't, I don't think I quite said it you know the way it came across like uh, I was some messiah who's going to come back uh, but yeah I mean I think the original plan I moved to Nottingham um, for the for the roll up in Nottingham so before then when I was still at Reading Football Club and you know in and around Barch I was still playing fairly regularly um, for either Red in Town or, or Marlow for a few years as well. And then uh, the sort of plan was to move up to Nottingham and sort of travel down and play, you know, when I could. I did that a few times when I was when I was at university up in Preston. So still had the full intention of coming down and playing somewhat regularly. Um, hence the comment, which is, uh, yeah. yeah, still misquoted in terms of how it was written. But um, I, uh, yeah, never, ultimately never really panned out from there. Um because work got busy and stuff like that. And then, like you say, unfortunately, Reading uh, Town took a bit of a, um, yeah, a bit of a downward turn. Um, but, you know, I still follow it closely at the moment. They look like they're, um, they're working their way back now and doing quite well. It's uh, yeah, the, so yeah, the the sort of the the club that that came out of that Reading City are, are, are doing really well. Probably similar ethos to to what you guys had. I, I don't think they are. I don't believe there's a, a massive amount of money splashing around, but they've got quite a good good team ethic and mm. and and they're they're a decent side to watch actually. Um, haven't haven't mm. seen them. But essentially, one of my local clubs now. So um, they're 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 a really good side to watch. So um, what was I was about to ask you? Um, uh, there was something I was going to bring up, and it's completely gone from my head. It'll come back to me in a minute. Oh yeah, that was it. Okay. Having having done the drive to Preston on numerous occasions yep. to go for various meetings and stuff at UCLan in that building, yep. what on earth yep. were you thinking? Suggesting that you could even drive back on a regular basis? That's mad. The things you do in youth. <laughs> Yeah, exactly that. And I, to be fair, I actually did a few times there. Um, manager at the time was Colin Colin Millard, yeah. and uh, he um, he was very good at sort of helping me out with a bit of petrol money and stuff like that. And yeah, very like you say, very youthful and, and still loved it. So um, yeah, I was up and down either on the motorway or on the train and, and playing. I remember a few games. I, I come back a few times and, and played quite well, and you know you feel quite good about it, but. A couple of times, you know, they splashed me a bit of petrol money to come back and I was terrible and I always remember feeling really bad about it because <laughs> you know, it's, it's a long way to go and also they put a little bit, their hands in their pocket a little bit for me to come back yeah. and be pretty average. So that's normally football, isn't it? That well, yeah. You know, if you if you were if you were fantastic every single game, you'd be playing a bit higher, wouldn't you? So that's exactly, the, exactly. That. But also, there are football clubs in Preston. I don't know if you were aware of that at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I did still play a little bit up there um, with friends and stuff. But um, yeah, I was living the university life, and uh, 
I was, in fact, I was playing primarily for the uni team, which was good fun, but it's obviously midweek. And then um, you play sort of once a week and then train twice a week. And uh, yeah, just the uh, the idea of playing regularly on a Saturday out there wasn't high up my priority list when yeah. I was um, living like a, yeah, living like a student, let's say. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, have it, you know, I've done it. It's it's fantastic. But yeah, just the, the, the very idea yeah. that, that you could travel, I think it's three and a half hours. Uh, it might even be it's slightly more. Year. Yeah, it, it's certainly yeah. Um, I, so I, I guess obviously when and I, I want to just talk about Bracknell just just a little bit when you when you were at that club yep. that was quite a difficult time for the team. Um, there yep. were there was a lot uh, there was a lot of change there was a lot going on. They'd gone from the biggest crime in my opinion is they'd gone from quarters to hoops. But I, the hoops uh, <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed the hoops in the end. Um, I, in, yep. in fact, no, it wasn't. It was that it was a horrible 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 kit that they'd got imported, and it, it was it was the kind of kit that if you got too close to a to a naked flame, I'm sure. There would have been problems, but um, anyway, that's, that's, that's right. besides the point. Listeners don't really care about me talking. Um, no. What what was that like? Because you came into a team that was that was kind of evolving and probably not the best. It, well, yeah, I mean, I think when I first sort of came in, I mean, I was still trying to figure out my own game. I was still pretty young, um, and I was playing right wing at the time. So I played a, a few first team games on the right wing, which, on reflection, I mean, I'm never a right winger. I've got no pace. <laughs> I got no skill. I was very physical, so I was uh, should have been somewhere down the middle. But yeah, sort of when I first came in, it was when they were the quarters. Um, yeah, you know, we had some we had some really good players. I mean, uh, Neil Baker was still playing then, and I think he was captain at the time. And they were still in. We were still in. I forget what it's the was it the Isthmian League at the time? Uh, yeah, would have been the Ryman League. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Isthmian League. Yeah. And then a few, you know, some really good uh, players playing at the time, but they were just struggling. I think there was probably a few older players who were sort of coming to the end of their playing career and then a few youngsters who probably weren't quite good enough like myself. So, I mean, from my personal perspective, you know, you're young playing in a, a good league with a with a decent team, even though they weren't doing very well, it's still a really good opportunity, but you could definitely see they were on the way down. And I think that year um, we got relegated quite comfortably. Um and then obviously from there, they had a few few really bad years before again coming back uh, in more recent years and obviously doing really well. So that's obviously great to see. Yeah, I mean the the, the team are. I don't think they're going to in danger of getting in the playoffs this season, but but they've certainly had had a decent run for the, over the last few years. Um, so do, do you still sort of keep in touch with people around here? Is this is there still a connection, or are you sort of completely divorced from from this area now? Pretty divorced now. I mean. Um, you know, it's been 10 years or so, sort of five and five or six in Australia and then sort of five five or so in, in Nottingham. So it's been a while. My parents actually moved as well from the area. Um, so they're now, up, like I say, up in Scotland. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really around that area at all. But um, when, I mean, they I mean they only moved a couple of years ago. And before then, when I'd come back, you know, from Australia to see family, there's definitely some nostalgia um, sort of being around <laughs> the area and, you know, even driving past you know the football grounds and whatever else um so yeah but for now yeah it's definitely uh you know, a thing in the past that area i uh, i just just before we sort of finish off i just wanted to bring up the uh, the roger herridge connection because it was a it, i i just started yep. at the red and evening post at the, at the time and so yep. so you must know roger quite quite reasonably well just if nothing else given the surnames Oh, a hundred percent. I know Roger through <laughs> yeah basically just football really he was obviously at binfield for a, a number of years mm. and uh um, yeah, was with him a lot when I was a youngster as well. Okay, I mean, in the Reading Post and, and others, um, yeah, was numerously quoted as being my, my dad, yeah. um, which, <laughs> um, 
which we uh, I remember we always used to laugh about. Um, it's quite funny, but uh, yeah, no, Roger's a good man, and he's uh, he's obviously invested a lot of his time into uh, coaching um, in yeah. and around the area. And he's obviously they were. I remember we used to play when I was at Reading Town, and you know, Bratton at times. You know, we used to play against Binfield when he was coach, and they were always a really good team. So um, he's obviously a very good coach as well. They yeah I mean he he's 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 a hell of a personality as well um, he's he's yeah. a bit of a sort of force of nature I I, I think he could I, I think he could pretty much do anything he he want he set his mind to really he it's a, yeah. it, it feels like a loss to game to the game at the moment that he's not he's not involved um, and I'm hoping that he gets back yeah I mean I haven't spoken to Roger for for ages don't get me wrong but we're still following him on social media and you can see he's obviously still got a uh, an eye in for it and I'm sure he's um, I don't know his personal situation but I'm sure he's probably itching for a, for an opportunity again if it came up the right one fingers crossed um okay just to just to finish off then um what what was kind of your biggest achievement in football would you say oh, Jesus um yeah I don't know really I mean probably at university to be honest which is quite, <laughs> quite sad we won the national cup which was um you know pretty pretty good achievement um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I was pretty good. Won a few little uh, awards when I was when I was really young, playing youth football, was top goal scorer and stuff like that, which was quite cool. But when I got to sort of uh, proper football, if you like, um, yeah, it was was uh, probably not much to speak home about apart from surviving a few relegations, few <laughs> mid-table finishes. But uh, yeah, not too many uh, highs from memory, to be honest. Um, was it was there in those sort of teams when in sort of youth teams looking upwards? Was was there a player that you kind of admired? Was there was there someone that you that you thought, that, yeah, he's he's worth worth following, or, or you know, just just inspired you a little bit? In in the non-league circles, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, over the years, played with a few good ones. Obviously, um, yeah, really testing me now. I and mean, there was a few good ones. I mean, I've had a couple of years when I was a sort of junior and he was playing first team. Gary Sargent was was, was yeah. playing. And, um, yeah, he obviously was a really prolific goal scorer and, you know, had a pretty good record. So I always remember sort of when I ended up stepping up to play sort of senior football, playing playing with him was, was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I have to give Bart's a shout out as well. Playing with Mark Bartley was, was, was good. Um, he played the game pretty hard. Um, some of those yeah. guys and he was really good sort of as a youngster coming in to sort of seeing how you need to play to get results at that level right because it's not necessarily pretty football all the time and someone with his experience when I was young um, it was always you know you're always trying to learn off people around you and he was he was really good for that um, and then just to, just finally the the sort of yeah you kind of saying you were you were put in as a winger at Bracknell like can like Playing as a winger on that largest lane pitch was probably a, a, a it was it was a thankless task, I'd imagine. So I just wondered about kind of grounds that you you kind of remember fondly. Where where did you enjoy playing? Where did I enjoy playing? I mean, yeah, not Scours Lane. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible then. It's much nicer now. It was. Yeah, you never really um, knew what you were going to get. To be honest. Um, Fun, fun memories. I mean, it's funny you get fun memories for different reasons. I really enjoyed playing for Marlow when I when I was there, and I, I really enjoyed their ground, even though it was pretty pretty boggy and pretty messy. Um, and then the couple that stand out for me that I really enjoyed playing at was Flackwell Heath's ground. Don't yeah. ask me why, because again the pitch was never that great. Um, but I just we always used to play, always used to have good games against them. Um, really good contests, which I quite enjoyed. 
and then uh, I always just uh, the journey going to Tame United. They obviously had that new ground, and the pitch was yeah. Every time I played there, the pitch was lovely. So um, that was actually you know that was a bit of a treat to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, most of the grounds in the sort of that, that level of football, Hellenic League and the like, um, yeah, you're uh, it could be it could be tough work. I, th- I think almost all of them have improved um, since since back then, and, and certainly I, I would go out on a limb and say Scours Lane is much nicer than it used to be. The the pitch is certainly uh, is certainly better. So, uh, um, well, you say that. I mean, I when I when I see it, like <laughs> I look on social media and stuff like that, and I see it, it does actually look awesome, and I'm always like, that's not the same pitch I played on. Um, it's so no, it's really not. It's it's no longer a dust bowl at the end of the season, and it it, it still gets very yeah. wet. But uh, but it's a much nicer place to yeah. go. It's much less intimidating. Um, Ross, I'll let you go. Yeah. I just want to just finish off with where are you off to? You, you did say to me just beforehand you were you were going to to get a plane. Where are you off to? Yeah, I'm actually um, just heading down to Cambridge. So yeah, I'm getting a plane down to to Stansted and then to to Cambridge to see uh, see my dad who's in Cambridge at the moment. Oh, lovely. Well, that, that's good. And and where uh, where are you with Australia next? Uh, with the next of Australia, I've got the, the hard task of going to the Caribbean. So in oh, June, we go for the, for the Cricket World Cup. Yeah, so um, I'll be back here for a little bit and then um, yeah, go off, off to the Caribbean in June, which will be uh, tough work. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, you know, and, and, and I wish you all the best with that, with that struggle. Um, Ross yes. Harris, thanks very much for joining me. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Tom Canning and featured guest Ross Herridge. The podcast is produced by Tom Canning. The theme music is called Space Camp by Reading-based ukulele band Rocket Kings from the album Everyday Adventures. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads and of course footballinberkshire.co.uk.